heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Wow, do we have a mouthful for you <laughs> today. That's the best way I know to put it. I mean, today's show topic, right, Corey? I mean, these words, they're huge, and they just don't sound like fun at first take, do they? Not really, but, I mean, interpret. That's not that big of a word. Well, interpreting. <laughs> when, you know, when you put the ing on it, and then, go ahead, Jim. And then you got interpreting. It's two words with 10 syllables. Interpreting responsibility. And that second <laughs> word, you know, when we threw that one out there, I was like, oh, yeah. Nobody that. likes responsibility. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, Rodney, it seems like you're putting your fingernails down there. Yeah, the, the nails on the chalkboard. Who wants responsibility in their life, right? Yeah, and so, but what's cool about this topic, actually, is I think, you, you know, we, we adventure with God in this particular episode today. Number one, I have my good friends Jim and Corey and Rodney with me. Um, Sam's not here to mispronounce Rodney's name, not that we would ever pick on somebody when they're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we know they're not listening. And we don't have the ancient crowd with us. Harold's not here, and I would never talk about Harold when he wasn't here. But the rest of us, were here to talk about interpreting responsibility. And I think when you take that puzzle and you start to piece it together, you're going to really see how cool this is that we get to see kind of where things fit in but to begin with we have a tendency not to interpret things right jim that's correct and that was the initial thing that got me is when i was teaching two weeks of micah michael one and two at church and this really has very little to do with Micah, but what God was giving me in that is how wrong we perceive things, situations, people. And in this case, Steve Martin. Yeah, you he, can't can't get the situation much worse than this one, and it's our he, usual uh, funny addressing he, of it. Yeah, he, he misinterpreted. Now, oh, oh. why did you kiss my ear? Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. No, this show is not on oh. posing, although that was a great recovery, <laughs> posing, you know, but misinterpreting things. And and those are the two of the funniest guys that have ever been around. And what you don't see is they're stuck in this cheap motel in a double bed together. Uh, but that situation was one that just was absolutely... You know, they were half asleep and doing what they might have normally been doing with someone else in bed. And that uh, 
shook them both up pretty badly that they misinterpreted the situation. Yeah, and I, I've been reading this dog that's written by the same gentleman that I've written the, the books about a dog, <laughs> a sheep dog that was written by the same gentleman who wrote a, the Shepherd's Guide to the Twenty Third Psalm. His last name's Keller, but anyway, this one's about his sheep dog, and it's absolutely phenomenal. And he makes the point that this dog was learning to the point of obedience where he was beyond you know voice commands that he started to respond to hand commands because it wouldn't upset the sheep. <clears throat> he wouldn't be able to get the dog to do things from a further distance. And the dog's joy was to respond to the master. And he said, when you get to a really intimate place with Christ, you begin to see his hand of providence in things and realizing he's giving you direction with his hands without having to voice the command necessarily as things come on us. But in the case of Micah and the boys, you know, they're in the Northern Kingdom, all involved with idols and whatever. They could see there was a big old hand coming down (laughs) in the name of, how do you say it, Sennacherib? You say it so well. (laughs) Uh, No, I won't. Sennacherib. There you go, Sennacherib. He was coming, and he was going to hammer down with his hand, and that looked really... It looked like an evil situation, but the it was God's hand through a not-so-pleasant fellow. And it was in response to the idolatry, the temple um, prostitution, all, that the, all of the people of Israel, and of uh, Israel in this case was the northern kingdom, uh, Judah was the southern kingdom, and all were partaking, but Israel was all out in it, and Judah still had some that were trying to follow God. But you pointed out something as you as you were interpreting that yourself. It just didn't seem fair that he was going to take out every you know all these people, some of them good, some of them bad. Yeah, he was saving it the way it's worded. He was saving everybody in Judah. Now, it had already been pointed out in that, that there were plenty of people doing the wrong thing in Judah. And in Israel, he preserved a remnant of them, and it sounded like all of them were doing poorly. But I got to thinking, well, how do we know that God even separated the good from the bad? I suspect there were plenty of good people that were wiped out, and there were plenty of bad ones that survived it. And that got me thinking about the the topic in my mind for tonight, which was misinterpreting people, situations, because we don't take it to God. Or when we do, we don't really which listen to Which led you, interestingly, to, to Job, which, you know, this is, you're going to, this interpreting responsibility, I think you might find this as a fresh view on Job you had not heard before. One of the things that I looked at in Job were the friends. And we've all heard the, you know, they were great friends when they kept their mouths shut, and as soon as they opened their mouths, they were awful. But they really weren't. They were giving Job their best advice based on their interpretation of Scripture. And Job had, and you'll see it, that he had the same interpretation of a lot of things that, you know, why did why did evil things happen to good people and a lot of good things happen to evil people and that's a big hurdle for many new christians 
Yeah, I find that fascinating that obviously these people had a good heart. They were trying to give Job answers for all his dilemma, even though they had misinterpreted it. But here we have a clip from the movie Tom Sawyer, which is from a pretty famous book by a pretty famous author. Um, yeah, uh, Samuel Clemens, Mark Twain was my favorite writer when I was young and still love him. And this, this is Huck has run away from the widow, and I think this is the last time before he takes off completely, but let's jump into that. Thomas, have you seen Huckleberry? <laughs> no, ma'am. He didn't sleep in his bed last night. I'm beside myself with worrying. Well, don't you worry, Miss Douglas. I'll go find him right away. Not till after the services, young man. Don't you agree, Mark? Oh, yes. Yes, of course, Charlie. Barry, what you doing back down here? The poor woman's beside herself worrying over you. Huh? Ain't you got no feelings, no consideration? What? All you're thinking about is your own self. I don't understand you, Huck. Well, I give her two weeks and it just don't work. She makes me get up the same time every morning. She makes me worse. I gotta wear them fancy clothes that just smothers me. I can't smoke. I can't chaw. I gotta wear shoes all Sunday. I gotta ask to go swimming. I gotta ask to go fishing. Well, I'll be damned if I don't have to ask to do everything. Is it that bad, Huck? I tell you, I had to sneak up to the attic and cuss for ten minutes just to get the taste back in my mouth. Well, just the same, Huck, you could have faced up to it. Told her you was leaving. Said a warrior or half to death. Huh? Huh? Is that all you can say? Ah, oh, Huck. I gotta tell you, swimming and fishing ain't all. One of these days you're gonna find that out. One of these days, you've got to have some responsibility. Yeah, and Corey, you, you found an interesting interpretation of that particular responsibility. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we all have, as Christians, we all have certain people in our lives um, that may be close to us that we really care about that you want to do exactly what Tom was doing to hug. You want to scream at him. You want to say, you need to come to a boot camp. You, know, you need to come to church, all that. And sometimes, you know, depending on your situation, you might do that. You might sound just like Tom does, but it's not our responsibility to make that person come to church. It's not our responsibility to make that person come to God. Um, I know in my personal situation, if somebody had done that to me, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. You have to let, and this is what we struggle with a lot, is we think that we can, we know God's plan and we think we know better than him sometimes. Um, and you just have to let God do what he's going to do and not try and jump to what you think should happen when you think should happen. Cause he has a plan for everything and we just have to let his will be done and in our lives with, you know, with people and with, with yourself too. Just if you, if so, if we could just close our eyes and just let him guide us where he may, life yeah. would be a lot better. <laughs> Probably. <yeah. laughs> I was talking before the show that, you know, I was losing the dealership and, you know, there were all sorts of rumors flying that Robbie had stole the money and there was over a million dollars missing. And, you know, I knew the real story, but not everybody in town did. And a lot of people, the rumors were just flying. And, and a lot of people realized that I claimed to be a Christian and I started the Christian Businessmen's Committee in Moxville. And so I, I was really concerned about God's reputation. So I can remember praying on my way actually into town one day, just going, God, 
you know, I'm really worried about your reputation. All these people here think that, you know, I'm a Christian and they're running you into the ground because they think I stole this money and I didn't steal this money. We have to do something about this. And, and God was so clear to me that day. I'll never, <laughs> ever forget it. He was just showed up. He goes, Robbie, I'm, I'm good with taking care of my name. <laughs> I have this completely under control. Let's, let's concern ourselves with interpreting what was going on. And there was a lot of interpreting of the responsibility, but a lot of it has to do, like we talk often about pausing and asking for that interpretation. Um, because believe me, God's like he showed up for Job, kind of gave him some answers. But it's so much easier to have our own answers. So we come back, we have more interpreting responsibility. Where do I fit into this? And how do I interpret it? When we come back, stay tuned. Oh, by the way, go register at a boot camp. I'm telling you, just like Huck. <laughs> <laughs> you better do it. Hi, this is Sam with Mask on Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. What God does at Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. When I first got here, I was kind of closed off. Didn't really want to talk to anybody because I thought I was stupid. I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like each person who spoke kind of chipped away at this feeling I was having and chipped away at this mask I was hiding behind. I've never heard anybody speak about God and Jesus and the way we're supposed to feel like you guys have this weekend. What a gift. $199 Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Just you, Rodney, you know, as you listen to Huck and Tom and think about, wow, how many times have I found myself there where I have this person totally judged? <laughs> they could really benefit from my understanding here. Um, is that ring a bell in your life? Can you? Oh, it sure does. When I first saw the word responsibility come from Jim in the text, I'm like, Okay, I'm an ISTJ. <laughs> I like I know, I know judging very well. I've always done it and it was, you know, later in life when I actually found out how bad it can be, you know? So you you keep living through experience after experience, you're judging, you're judging, you keep finding out that okay, they're not really trying to hurt me. They're not against me. They're just trying to do the right thing. Go back to Job and his friends. They're trying to really help. Can I just kind of listen to them and talk through it versus trying to fight with them over it? And that's one of the things that when you start to judge and say, okay, I'm going to take over and take control, you, you lose out on so much more, uh, just like Corey was kind of mentioning. We're going to have to bring up certain things. Yes, you know, God's wonderful in our lives, and we, we appreciate so much, and all we can try to do is live through that moment to shine for other people instead of being the one that's going to be dictatorial, you know, dictating what they're going to do and be judgmental and I'm over the top of you. We're not that, you know, it's, 
and it's hard to step back. And when you have children, as many of us do, you know, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> now you hit below the belt. Yes. All right. It's hard. <laughs> so, interestingly, you picked another clip for us, Jim. And this is kind of a dark clip, but this poor girl um, oh. is really in a, a difficult strait in, sh- in her judging of somebody that really has invested a lot in her life. Yeah, This is a spoiler alert. If anybody is watching Blacklist and hasn't gotten through the end of season five, because this was the real things are crazy. Uh, he's been pursuing these this bag of bones, literally, because that's a secret he needs to keep. And this... Who is he? Uh, he is Raymond Reddington. Raymond Reddington. Or, or at least that's what been, we believe He's been trying to find the years. bag of bones. He had it buried. A enemy, a, a friend that turned enemy dug it up and was trying to give it to his perceived daughter. And it, it really is a situation where no one in this entire series is exactly who the good guys aren't that good all the time they cross the line the bad guys have good qualities so it's a great study of character but that's not the point this is the setup is raymond reddington is burning the bones to destroy the evidence and then we cut to a graveyard where the fbi agent who thinks that he's her father is talking to her dead husband so yeah, if that doesn't confuse that, you, if that does the clip. <laughs> <laughs> He's dangerous. I know he is. Nope, that was the end. But I'm not alone. Back to the beginning. I have help. <laughs> oh. You ready? That's the end oh, of the yeah. clip. It's the end of the beginning. And that's part I'm of the ready. confusion. <laughs> I'm confused. That actually was the part we cut out. <laughs> well, we, we saved it for you to be able to enjoy. What what happened here is she has discovered the secret that he's been uh, killing people and spending gobs and gobs of money to keep. And that's a lesson in itself. But that secret is is that he is not Raymond Reddington. This bag of bones is the real Raymond Reddington, who is her father. So she is taking that, and it tell, says she is now going to destroy him, and that's going to be her portion in life. And this is an FBI agent that has crossed the line at times, and this is really going to the dark side because of the reaction to this what she sees as a betrayal. So she now has interpreted this guy. He's, he's guilty of murdering her father and and she actually discounts all the investments that he's made in her life you know prior to that now you know it's time for yeah. everything he's done through this has been for from his perspective for her benefit but he knows what that benefit is he actually is almost a godlike figure where he always knows more than everybody else and uh, and that gets really ugly sometimes. Well, to me, we're just so blessed with the group that we have here today and that we have Jim with his 
deep study in Job, actually, to think about what Job's friends were actually up to there. I, I never really had spent any time considering that particular angle. But we also have Rodney here, and we have Corey. And, and Corey, I'm very curious. As somebody that recently, you know, within the last six months came to Christ, and you're interpreting things and getting some ideas from Christ as never before. Uh, how do you hear this? So there's two parts the interpreting responsibility, right? We don't like responsibility so much, but something that I think the vast majority of us love to do is interpret, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think we love to hear ourselves think, right? Everybody has that one person in their family that always, you know, sitting around the table. Well, in my opinion, right? Well, a lot of times when I'm hearing something or being pushed in a certain direction um, by God, um, something I've prayed on or um, just something that's been on my mind forever and I see a pathway and, uh, you know, I feel like God's taking me down a certain path and I'll just stop for a second and be like, well, you know, in my opinion, God, I don't think that this is where I want to go. <laughs> and, and you really need you really need to agree me, with me is almost the given after Absolutely. in my opinion you know, right if, if you're smart you agree with me exactly and i think a lot of times if we could just stop trying to interpret uh the reason or the outcome that um we think is going to happen or that we think should happen um i think again you know we'd be a lot better off um, we don't know um, when certain people in our lives are, are going to you know, find him or if they ever will find him. Um, we don't know if, where he's going to take us. You know, we, we don't know what, if our goals for ourselves are actually what's going to happen or what he wants to happen. And that's the beautiful thing about it. Yeah, and Rodney, we were talking about it, and you know, here's the part that I know will ring home with you is that you were looking at that Philippians verse, right? <laughs> with everything, with prayer and petition and th thanksgiving, right? We're supposed to thank him for these crazy circumstances. So, yeah, when we find ourselves with the in-laws or the family members that are driving us crazy or the workmate that drives you crazy, do you say, thank you, Lord? Do you say, hey, I I love the situation you put me in. I'm really learning a lot. Are you just completely frustrated and saying, get me the heck out of here. I want to head in another direction. It's going towards the fire. Are we going to run from the fire? And just as Corey was saying, you know, we interpret things the way we want to see them through our own eyes with our own lenses and say, oh, this is what's best. I'm just going to go down this path because that's probably the easy path. But the hard, harder path where we have something in front of us to really scrutinize our thought process. How can we pause at that moment, stop, and, and yes, we have to pray that moment because we're supposed to take everything to him in prayer, right? So that's what we just listened to on the radio on the Truth Network here a little earlier, and it was like, so yeah, you get up in the morning and, okay, I'm going to go brush my teeth. Well, Lord, how should I brush my teeth today? But that's, that's the kind of the thought process behind what Paul was saying is we should be in prayer constantly so you have to live it and that's the hard thing to do for Matt there i thought he was setting up lion king well <laughs> he could be setting up lion king but uh it is, it is a matter of we look I think he's at, actually setting up spider-man spider either way because both of them address that but it's a 
we want to do what we want to do, and then when we get the call, we are looking to do it our way, and that does sound better for Spider-Man. So why don't we jump into that one? Yeah, as interestingly, I don't see it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here it is. Yeah, Justin, you've been waiting. So we found it. You're the spider-ling, crime-fighting spider. You're Spider-Boy? Spider-Man. Not in that onesie, you're not. It's not a onesie. I can't believe this. I was actually having a really good day today, you know, Mr. Stark. Didn't miss my train. This perfectly good DVD player was just sitting there and algebra test. Nailed it. Who else knows? Anybody? Nobody. Not even your unusually attractive aunt? No. No, 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 no. If she knew, she would freak out. And, yeah. and when she freaks out, I freak out. You know what I think is really cool? This webbing. <sighs> that tensile strength is off the charts. Who manufactured that? I did. Doing this. I gotta know, what's your MO? What gets you out of that twin bed in the morning? Because... <laughs> because I've been me my whole life. And I've had these powers for six months. Mm-hmm. I read books. I build computers. And, and yeah, I would love to play football. But I, I couldn't then, so I shouldn't now. Sure, because you're different. Exactly. But I can't tell anybody that, so I'm not. Look, when you can do the things that I can, but you don't, and then the bad things happen, they happen because of you. So you want to look out for the little guy, you want to do your part, make the world a better place, all that, right? Yeah, 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 just looking out for the little guy. Got a passport? Uh, no, I don't. I don't even have a driver's license. You ever been to Germany? No. Oh, you'll love it. I can't go to Germany. Why? I, I got homework. <laughs> I'm gonna pretend you didn't say that. No, I, I'm being serious. <laughs> I can't just drop out of school. It might be a little dangerous. Better tell Aunt Hottie I'm taking her to the Well, Jim, it all gets back to <laughs> what's his responsibility. It it does, and what we're looking at with that is someone who recognizes that they have a call but still want to do it their way rather than listening to God and the and doing things the way that he leads us to do. And that's where we wanted to end with this is we do, as Rodney said, need to take everything to God and do things his way. And our only responsibility is that obedience. And to go register for a boot camp coming up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because March we told 21st you to. March 21st through the 24th. <laughs>